0: The reason we want to read our Bible is because it is the major means by which we come to know God. That is what this is about.
1: Welcome to Working With The Word, a currently bi-weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Jeff O'Rear. And I'm Emerson Brown. Thank you for tuning in to the 11th episode of Working With The Word. In today's episode, we are continuing our series on daily Bible reading with a special guest, Mark Roberts. So grab a notebook and a cup of coffee and hope you enjoy the thoughts and advice of Brother Mark.
2: Hi there, I'm Emerson Brown, and I'm with my co-host Jeff O'Rear today. We're here also with a special guest, Mark Roberts. Thanks for joining us today, Mark.
0: Hey, I'm very glad to be on with you guys.
2: Mark, you are our very first guest we've ever had on the show, so we're especially excited about this. Let me just introduce you real quick. Mark is the evangelist at the West Side Church of Christ in Irving, Texas, which I believe is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Am I right? Okay. and you've been working with that church for about 30 years now. You are married. You have two daughters. Uh, Mark has also one grandson, another uh, grandchild on the way. Uh, He's known for his high energy and his passionate presentation of the gospel, his love of coffee, chocolate, and baseball stadiums. Is there anything you want to add to that, Mark?
0: I'm a huge fan of C.S. Lewis and his writings, and Teddy Roosevelt is my favorite president, and I'm a big fan of TR and his zest for living, and all of his ideas about leadership.
2: He's a good, good character.
0: Well, let's turn our attention
2: to what we're talking about today. Mark, you've also done a lot of teaching and writing on daily Bible reading, and you're passionate about it, and so that's what we want to talk about today. What we're doing and working with the Word is we're trying to equip one another with the tools and confidence for deeper daily Bible study and we believe that daily Bible reading is an important part of our growth as disciples of Jesus. So what we want to do today is we want you to help us, Mark, develop a deep conviction about the need for daily Bible reading. We believe in it, you believe in it, but we sometimes need to grow in that conviction. We want you to give us some tools and tips to get the most out of our daily bible reading so once the episode is done we want our listeners to leave feeling like number one i want to do daily bible reading and number two i can do daily bible reading and get the most out of it
1: so mark let's begin with the why i know a lot of times that's where you begin when you start talking about daily bible reading so why read the bible on a daily basis
0: Well, I really believe this is critically important. Too much daily Bible reading is done for all the wrong reasons, and many times that's why it shorts out and doesn't continue. For example, daily Bible reading can become kind of a bucket list thing. I want to run a marathon. I want to see the Grand Canyon. And, oh, yeah, I'd like to read the Bible through in a year. So we kind of put it up there with those kind of activities in our lives, and we're going to check that off. And while I'm always glad for people to read the Bible for any reason— That's not great motivation, and I'm always wondering a little bit about if we are approaching it with a, hey, I got to get this done, been there, done that. Does that mean once you check that off, you're never going to read the Bible again? How how exactly (laughs) does that work? So that seems to be very, very thin motivation, very thin reasons for doing that. And I would say the same about efforts to read the Bible just to prove my denominational neighbor, my religious friend at work wrong. There certainly is a place for studying the Bible to understand truth and to be able to combat error and expose error, and and that's a big part of what we want to do. But reading the Bible every day, just so I can see how wrong others are, is a very, very dangerous practice. And and maybe I should say something here about reading the Bible to be seen of Instagram. Lots of folks (laughs) today Uh, show some quiet place, maybe with coffee, and we're having this quiet time with God, which of course is great, but it can look like we're just doing that to impress others, and that of course is not a very good idea, and that's coming from the guy who's known for drinking coffee when he reads his Bible. The reason we (laughs) want to read our Bible is because it is the major means by which we come to know God. That is what this is about. It is about our relationship with God, Everything centers on coming to know God. And sometimes when we talk about having a relationship with God, a relationship with Christ, that gets very fuzzy and vague in people's minds. It's almost religious jargon. By relationship, I mean the same thing that I would mean in any kind of conversation about relationship, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your kids. A relationship is where we know someone and we care about them. We are interested in them. We like what they like and we don't like what they don't like. And what we are trying to build with God is a relationship where we know God and we care about God and we like what God likes and we don't like what God likes. We are growing in love and trust for God. And while some of that can certainly flow from our understanding of nature and creation, the primary means by which we build a relationship with God, by which we come to know Him is through reading the word of God. One of my favorite passages is in Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 23 and verse 24, where the prophet says, thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom, let not the mighty man boast in his might, let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, declares the Lord. That passage has been huge for me. I need to know the Lord. How am I going to do that? Apart from the Bible, it really becomes impossible. So the Bible and daily Bible reading, it becomes our primary means To build that relationship with God. Sometimes I tell people, instead of saying, I need to read my Bible today, maybe what we ought to say is, I need to spend time with the Lord today. Mm -hmm. That really frames that in a very different way and gives us a purpose and motivation in our daily Bible reading. And I do think that will lead us to do the right kind of things in daily Bible reading, because daily Bible reading is not about mastering a set of facts or checking something off of a box daily Bible reading is not nearly so much about information as it is about transformation. I want to be transformed in my relationship with God.
1: Mm -hmm. So when you talk about knowing God, I've heard uh, an expression you've used before, we can know somebody, but not know them. I think something about baseball card theology. Can you talk about that a little bit? I do
0: sometimes use an example of baseball card theology I have a baseball card of Nolan Ryan in my desk drawer here at the office, and on the back of that baseball card, there's all kinds of facts and data about Nolan Ryan, his birthday, and how many games he pitched, and how many strikeouts, and I know a lot of that data. Seven no-hitters, over 5,000 strikeouts, incredible, but I don't know Nolan Ryan, and he doesn't know me we don't want to get confused about daily Bible reading, that we're going to master some facts about God, that we're going to know all the stuff on the back of God's baseball card, if you will. Now, Mm -hmm. everything begins with understanding some basic facts. There's no question that that's very, very significant, but that's not the same as coming to have a relationship When I first met my wife, I did not know her name. And I said to somebody, who is that girl? See, I needed some facts uh, just so I could begin to build a relationship. But I was not content to know her name and that she was from Indiana and what dorm she was living in. I needed to come to know her and get to know her so that she would know me and care about me and trust me and love me as I grew in my knowledge and my care and love and trust for her. That's what relationship is all about. So again, sometimes when we get to talking about knowing God, we begin to stack up the facts. God is omnipresent. God is love. God is holy. And that's all very good, but that is not the same as knowing God. Do you care about God? Do you trust God? when you're making decisions are you thinking about what would god want me to do here that's what relationship is all about when i when i make decisions if if i'm driving by the car lot and there's a beautiful brand new Jeep and I pull over and I take a look at that and it's amazing and wonderful. I think about what would my wife say if I brought (laughs) home a brand new, See? see, that's how relationships work. So I need to be thinking about God. I need to transform my relationship with God. And the more I read the Bible, the more I come to know who God is and what he approves of and what he doesn't approve of and how to please him and how to honor him. That's what daily Bible reading is all about.
2: Yeah, we, we've talked quite a bit on the show about how important it is for us to start with a why, right? We talked about that in our very first episode when we we're talking about why do you study the Bible, and so I really like, um, you know, thinking about in order for us to be motivated to study. In order for us to be motivated to read on a regular basis, we have to have a good why. But there's also just the practical nuts and bolts of how do you do that. So, Mark, talk to us about how you do that in your life. How do you incorporate daily Bible reading in your own schedule?
0: Well, this is probably a place where someone will say, physician, heal thyself, because I'm always (laughs) advocating routines and some of those kinds of things, and I don't really have a certain time of day where I'm always reading my Bible like first thing in the morning or uh, before I go to bed. Daily Bible reading, of course, is very personal and that's something that everybody needs to make work in their own schedule and in their own way. Lots of times I find in the rush to get off to work in the morning or get a run in before I, I go to work, there's just too much going on and my mind is not clear and settled so that I can spend time with God like I would want to. So usually I'm looking for a place in my day Where I can do some of that. And of course, uh, as many people know for me, that always involves a cup of coffee. Uh, People give me a hard time about that. But if we do things that are pleasurable in association with the routines and disciplines that we're trying to start in our lives, there's lots of research to indicate that that will increase our ability to do that. So many times I'm reading a lot in the afternoon, the day slows down a little bit, and I've put some things to rest and gotten some things planned out and mapped out and some things accomplished. And I'm looking for that afternoon cup of coffee. And I find that's usually a good time for me to stop and spend some time reading my Bible. Once I'm there, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to look at today's text. We always have a congregational reading plan here at Westside. And so I'm reading along, of course, with everyone else. And and I'm going to read that text and see how it helps me know God and love God and trust God more. And I'm looking to see what I need to change in my life Bible reading needs to become Bible living. And that, of course, always involves some sort of change. I need to emphasize that a lot. In daily Bible reading, I think if you have 15 minutes to read the Bible, you need to read 10 minutes and you need to meditate on the Bible five minutes. And -hmm. if you're reading 20, that might be 15 and five or 13 and seven, something like that. But I think one of the biggest mistakes made in daily Bible reading is people read the Bible, they snap the Bible shut, check it off on the daily Bible reading schedule and they go on and they haven't thought about it. The Bible word for that is meditation, and Mm -hmm. it's used over and over again in the Bible. I think about Psalms 1, blessed is the man who meditates upon God's law. We, we, We need to meditate. That doesn't mean you cross your legs in a weird pretzel position and hum to yourself. Meditation in the Bible means to turn over in your mind, and so we're thinking deeply about what we just read. We're thinking not about necessarily the facts, how many camels did Solomon own. What we're thinking about is, what does this say about God? What did God like in this text? What did God approve of? Who was pleasing God here? How could I do that in my own life? We're trying to connect with the Lord. And if you'll spend a little bit of time after you've read your daily Bible reading, working through that text from that avenue. I read my Bible today to come to know God better. What did this teach me about God? What did I learn here about the Lord? How does this text help me trust God more? What about this text presents God in a way that causes me to love him more? That is what amps daily Bible reading way up and causes the character and heart changes that we're really looking for.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there something you use to help in that time of meditation to reflect on the reading? I know some people will have, like, I have a list of questions, something that I can use to, to think afterwards that kind of I, I'm already knowing where I'm going with my meditation, if that's new to somebody.
0: Well, some of that depends on what you're reading and how we connect with the Lord it may be different in the epistles than when you're reading in the wisdom literature. For example, this year at Westside, we are reading the wisdom literature, and so we put together... A series of questions for each of those different books because it's different out of the psalms than it is out of the book of job yeah. i have given a little a little acronym that kind of generally helps across the the scriptures particularly as somebody is if is new to this kind of thing then uh, i i try to give people an acronym path p-a-t-h and i urge people that when they're done with their daily bible reading what they want to do is find something in the text that causes them to praise God. What here in today's reading causes me to say, God, you are great. God, you are awesome. And that's never hard to find. There's always something in the Bible that makes us say, God, you're just you're just amazing. And then the A in path would stand for admonition. What here admonishes me, calls me to change and to be different and to to repent, or to do more of, or to stop doing. I need to be admonished by the text. Then the T in path stands for trust, and and that's huge. Uh, Faith comes of hearing, and hearing of the Word of God. The purpose of the Word of God, specifically given by God's Word, is to build our faith. So what in this text causes me to trust God more? you'll be amazed how many times, especially in the Old Testament, God makes lots of many promises. They're, they're they're not huge monster, you know, covenant making promises that apply for all time and everywhere and change the course of history. They're little promises to like a woman that you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're little promises that you're going to be able to take this land, all that kind of thing. But when you see God fulfilling those promises every time, and and God always keeps his word, that bolsters my faith. Hey, look at that. Once again, God is the ultimate promise keeper. So I'm looking to see here what's going to build my trust in God. And then finally, the H would stand there for help uh, or hope. You can have either side of that 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 you want. The Christian life is not a 50-yard dash. I need something that gives me some hope and some help that I can get this done, that I can continue to persevere. Sometimes that's as simple as seeing that there are people in the Bible who messed up and God used them anyway people like Peter and David. And that gives me hope that just because I've messed up doesn't mean God is going to discard me. But I'm looking for something here that says, hey, keep on keeping on. You can do this. Look here. They did it in the Bible and you can do it too. Maybe that's a very Hebrews 11 and 12 kind of way of thinking of things. Maybe the age stands for Hebrews. I'm not sure. <laughs> but if you'll work through those four letters and, and you'll path the chapter, It'll take you about five minutes, and when you get down to the bottom of that, you'll realize your Bible reading has drawn you closer to the Lord. Yeah, that sounds great.
2: So, so how do you find a plan? There's a lot of plans out there. You know, we've got the 365-day uh, plan, read through the Bible an entire year. Uh, you've got, you know, section plans. What are some tips that you can give us on how to find a plan that works for you?
0: Well, probably, I would have to say that I'm partial to the plan that I put together. And of I'll- course. About 40 years ago, my wife and I were talking about daily Bible reading. It's always been a big emphasis in my preaching. And we were talking about why people don't read their Bibles on a regular basis. And, and we were pretty convinced that one of the difficulties is that most plans have you read every day, seven days a week. And so if something happens The washing machine catches on fire. You had a flat. Kid comes in and says, they have a giant science project due the very next morning, and it's now 1030 at night. There's all kinds of crazy things that go on in our life, and suddenly maybe we miss a day. Maybe we miss two days. And now we're a bunch of chapters behind. That's a discouragement to people that causes people to decide, I I, I can't do this. I can't stay with this. So we constructed the five-day Bible reading schedule, and you only read five times a week. And that gives you two days there to catch up or two days to read other stuff for a Bible class or to prepare your mind for worship on a Sunday. It just gives you a little flex there. And that's been enormously successful for people and has been a big help. You can download that schedule for free at 5daybiblereading.com. Or you can download that schedule for free at Westside's website, justchristians.com. You can actually read the entire New Testament in a year, reading one chapter a day, five days a week. That is enormously doable. Mm-hmm. Some chapters of the Bible you can read at a stop sign. Philemon is just not very long. <laughs> so that's a very doable kind of schedule. You can read the whole Bible in a year, reading about three chapters in the Old Testament, sometimes a little more, sometimes three, four, somewhere in there, and then a chapter a day in the New Testament. You can read the whole Bible. In, in five days a week, and and it it works, it gets it done. So I'm a big fan of that, and I think that's helpful. Now, actually, as I said, this year at Westside, we're reading in the wisdom literature. We're not reading off the five-day Bible reading schedule. We're reading a chapter a day in those wonderful books in the Old Testament. So sometimes we we'll just have a concentration. We've done minor prophet, uh, major prophets. We've done the historical books of the Old Testament that way, and then uh, we'll return a- every other year. We read in the New Testament. I think we need to read the New Testament through the elders want us yeah. to do that uh, every other year. So probably, I guess the thing that I would say is you can you can get on the interwebs and, and find a zillion different Bible reading schedules. Mm-hmm. The one that is best is the one that you can do. Mm-hmm. That's the one you ought to be on. I'd rather people read a verse a day and get it done than have this amazing plan where they're going to read 900 chapters this afternoon. <laughs> and of course, they don't get that done. Mm-hmm. Get a schedule, that works for you and follow it.
2: What would be like the top three hindrances or obstacles that people face in in daily Bible reading?
0: Well, if I had to list three of those, probably the, the first of which I would would put on that list. The first thing I would put on that list would be this idea that that it's kind of a religious chore, and I feel like I need to do this to gain and earn God's approval or so that other people think that I'm some sort of super Christian. When we're doing things out of a task mentality, that just destroys relationships. Probably secondly, I would list reading out of a translation that I can't understand. I love the King James Bible, but it is very hard to read. And most people cannot understand just at the surface level, even what the text is saying. So we want to spend our time developing our relationship with God, not trying to master the vocabulary of 16th century English, Shakespearean (laughs) literature. If you can read the King James, God bless you, but most of us cannot. I would recommend you invest in your spiritual life by buying a quality translation that is as close to literal as it can be without sacrificing readability. I read from the English Standard Version. It's just excellent. The New American Standard Version is good as well. The New King James is good. I think those are really good translations that help us spend meaningful time in the word of god i guess the the third thing that i would li- then list is is not understanding what we're reading and you i've kind of been down on bible reading for informational purposes and just learning the facts of the bible because that's insufficient it's not enough but if i am reading the text and and i'm looking at this and i'm thinking i have no idea what this is talking about that is not going to work so you need to have some kind of helps that can just get you through the who, what, where, and when is going on in the text sort of thing. If if you're gonna if you're gonna be successful in in your daily Bible reading.
1: So on the opposite side of that, when we think about something like tips, and you I know tips is you know we don't want just if you do these three things, you're gonna see Peter tomorrow in heaven or something like that. <laughs> we know that things take time to develop. With but what would be some good practical tips you've helped with people and have helped you along the way in your
0: daily Bible reading? always, always, always have a cup of coffee. That's the key to good Bible reading. Uh, Well, I I say that in jest, but I'd underline again, the idea of, of associating our habits and our routines with something that we enjoy doing is a powerful way of giving us some motivation to do that. So if you're going to journal, maybe make some notes. Maybe you're going to write out those paths that you do each day. If there's a, if you're into notebooks and and you're into pens, I'm really into fountain pens. So if there's a pleasurable pen that, that just makes that more uh, meaningful to you and that you enjoy doing that, that that'll help you. That, that'll help you. So that I'm looking for that afternoon cup of coffee and, and, and that helps me get in the Bible. And those two things just go together for me and reinforce one another. So I think that's, I think that's something that, that that's worth doing and, and maybe maybe not to make so much light of uh, out of that kind of thing. I guess the second thing that I would say is that you have to always connect to your purpose. I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but Bible reading needs to become a way to know God. And the great adventure begins when we start reading the Bible like that. Mm-hmm. And so just you got to connect to purpose. Don't be satisfied with just reading the Bible. You have to read the bible and then stop and say okay how is my relationship with god deepened by doing this what what have i learned about the lord how can i how can i serve god better how do i know him better how do i trust him more the third thing that i would say in that regard is to give yourself time what happens is we hear a sermon on bible reading and we get all amped up on it maybe it's january 1st we pass out bible reading schedules and and everybody's reading their bible and then two weeks later, we find that we're not super disciple and we're a little discouraged. Boy, I heard this great podcast about daily Bible reading, and I guess it just doesn't work for me. Well, it takes time because this is working on us from the inside out. And that kind of growth sometimes is difficult to measure in visible ways in a very big hurry. It's kind of like the when you're a little kid and your mom would put that ruler on your head and make a mark on the closet door on the door jam somewhere in the house, and you could see those marks moving up as you grow. Well, you know, you run in and you say, mama, mama, measure me. And then she puts a mark on the door, and five minutes later, you run back and say, measure me again. Well, <laughs> not a whole lot's happened in the last five minutes. You need to give yourself time. When Jesus talks about the Word of God, the parable of the sower has the seed being the Word of God, and that's a that's a long growth process. The metaphor that Jesus employs there is not lightning. It's going to strike you, and there's going to be this amazing immediate thing. Now, to be certain, sometimes we are reading our Bible, and there's just this sudden, amazing, I can't believe I hadn't seen that before, or we're going to connect some things up, and all of a sudden, it just all slots into place, and and you hear the angels in the background going, oh, (laughs) and this light shines from above, but just because you didn't have that today doesn't mean that it wasn't a good experience, and that you didn't need to do it. It's a cumulative thing, and the more we read the Bible, the more we see the world through God's eyes, and I I can guarantee your listeners that if they'll read the Bible to connect with God, to build their relationship with God, in six months, something will happen, and all of a the sudden, they'll be able to give a wise answer to someone who needed counsel and advice. And you'll realize, wow, um, I'm I'm giving counsel and advice right out of the Bible that I read that last week, or they'll face temptation and they'll overcome it. And they'll think I'm, I'm not strong enough to overcome that temptation, but I just did. And it's because I've been fortified with how much God hates sin. Or they'll be able to give a ready answer to someone who asks a question. And that just comes out of they'll find new courage and new boldness. You'll just find, just give yourself time, but things will begin to happen, and you'll look back and you'll realize, I didn't used to be able to do that, but I'm a more mature disciple. I have a better relationship with God. Give yourself time. God's word works. It's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Trust God trust in His Word, and keep reading, you will be transformed by it.
2: A little bit ago, you mentioned that you guys do a a Bible reading plan at Westside where you are. Um, You want to talk about that a little bit? How how do you create a culture of daily Bible reading in a congregation, in a group? Uh, How do you create that environment where you're encouraging people to do that?
0: We use public flogging here, and so if you've not done, your daily Bible reading, I speak uh, in jest, of course. Uh, there is an amazing culture and environment at Westside for daily Bible reading, and I think that's a huge help because there's an accountability that comes from the group. Mm-hmm. If the group is doing this, I need to be doing this, and I think that will help people stay in the Word. So I strongly recommend congregations adopt that kind of thing. And work towards that. That said, it takes time. It takes a lot of time to change the culture. And the culture in most churches, when it comes to daily Bible reading, is the preacher preaches on that the first Sunday in January. We all pick up a Bible reading schedule, but by Super Bowl Sunday, I'm 5,000 chapters behind (laughs) and nobody's really reading it. But it's not really a big deal because we're not going to hear about daily Bible reading again until next January. So it just kind of goes by the wayside. At Westside, it's very, very different here. We choose a plan, what we're going to read for the year, and we make a big deal about that. In fact, we're getting to the part of the year where people are going to start asking the elders or asking me, hey, what are we going to read next year? Hey, what's the reading <laughs> plan for next year? What are we going to be doing? But more than just handing out Bible reading schedules, we do all kinds of things here to keep Bible reading in front of the congregation continuously. We talk about it all the time, not just January 1st. So our scripture reading that begins our Sunday assembly is always from that week's Bible reading, and the man that's reading that is going to say, this year as a congregation, we are reading in the wisdom literature as we seek the wise path. Today's reading comes from Psalm 25, which we will read in its entirety on Tuesday, but we'll read a portion of that today to begin our worship. That just says to the whole church, Oh, that's right. We're reading in Psalms, we're reading in the wisdom literature. Oftentimes, the man at the Lord's table will begin his table talk by saying, You know, last week we were reading in Job. In fact, on Sunday, the brother, Brother Brad, who spoke at the table, he spoke from Job chapter 38. One of the wonderful things about the Bible is that it just speaks of Jesus and his sacrifice everywhere. And if we would just open our eyes a little bit, we could actually talk at the table from someplace other than 1 Corinthians and someplace other than Matthew 26. And so <laughs> here these passages are, and see, so we're connecting that up in our relationship with God. But again, Everyone's sitting there's thinking, oh, that's right. We read Job this week. And if somebody didn't get Job read, they didn't get their chapters read, there's a little there's a little push there. Man, I need to get with it. Everybody else is reading their Bible. I need to I need to pick it up. So then on Wednesday nights, we always have some kind of Bible talk and we talk about daily Bible reading and what we've read this week, maybe smooth out if there's been some difficulties or questions about all of that. So we just do a lot of stuff. One of our elders tweets out every day, stuff about that day's Bible reading. I do a Bible reading on Friday on Facebook Live. We're just constantly saying to the congregation, you need to read the Bible. We're reading the Bible. Let us help you read the Bible. We put out all kinds of study helps. As I said, people have to understand what they're reading. So we're providing people the material that they need so that they can stay on top of it. We're using a, a schedule that's doable. For us here at Westside, the pace of one chapter a day, five days a week, that's doable when we turn that pace up we see some drop off Mm -hmm. a chapter a day five days a week people can get that people can wrap their minds around that that sounds like something that i would be able to do that's what we're doing but we just push all the time sometimes i preach from daily bible reading you can't just announce it and walk away out Mm -hmm. of sight is out of mind and so We just do a lot of things to to make that part of what it is to be a disciple because daily Bible reading ought to be part of being a disciple.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. To follow up with that. um, How do you encourage families uh, to do this? Do you encourage them to do it together uh, to incorporate it into their family routine? Um, How do you, how do you approach that?
0: Well, once again, that's about what we're reading as a congregation, and we encourage and will provide the helps necessary to help families and parents work with their kids. And so, like last year, uh, I'm sorry, two years ago, we read in the major prophets, and that was a big challenge, okay, to mm-hmm. read Isaiah with your three year old. That's a that That's difficult, but we, we tried to provide insights and ideas and, and ways to do that. For example, Jeremiah is probably the most visible visual aid prophet in all of the Old Testament. He's always breaking pots or burying underwear or doing something out there, and <laughs> we encourage families to, to do that stuff. Ezekiel hacked up a model of Jerusalem. Well, hey, let's try that. So there are ways to connect up. Uh, and and to get your family involved in that. Probably the greatest gift that my parents gave me was that we stopped everything every day. We cut off the TV. We came in from playing, and we read the Bible together as a family. My dad was very insistent about that. It's an absolute rock-solid commitment. We would read, and dad would ask questions about the reading. It's not a good idea to be daydreaming, when my dad's reading the Bible, you would want to pay attention to the Bible. And I can remember my dad passing out outlines from when he had uh, taught adult Bible classes, and he would pass out. I have some of my dad's outlines for like the book of Hebrews, and we, we would outline the book and talk about how this works, and then we would read the book together. We were really trying to learn God's word, probably more specifically, uh, more than anything that I really remember from those family devotionals though, is just the sheer constancy of it. It could not be canceled. It did not move because we had a lot of homework. Nobody said, I'm just too tired and we skipped it. If there was a TV show on that my brother and sister and I wanted to watch, and we knew that it was going to run all the way up to bedtime, we knew we'd better mobilize everybody after supper and get daily Bible reading done. Because my dad would look at his watch and say, oh, it's bedtime in 15 minutes. We haven't read the Bible. And the TV would get cut off. And you would miss the end of the show (laughs) because you hadn't planned appropriately. And what that taught me was, that God's word is more important than anything else. And we organize our lives around it. We don't fit it in when we want to and how we want to. No, we fit ourselves to this commitment to read the Bible. So my encouragement to parents would be just do it. Just do it. Always do it. And don't stop doing it. There are a million different plans and there's a million different ideas and every family is different. So you need to do what works in your family. Some families read at the breakfast table before school that never worked in our family. Mornings at our house are utter and complete chaos. So we never did that. We did that in the evenings, but you do you. You do what works for your family, but do it. Do it and keep doing it. Do it when you want to and do it when you don't want to. Do it when you feel like it and do it when you don't feel like it. Do it. It will pay huge dividends in your children's spiritual development.
1: We like all of that. We like the idea of as a family, as a church, and as individuals doing that. Let's say we we've heard this, we've got some fireness. We we know we have to do it. This episode is being released in November, and we know for the past ten months we haven't been doing it. Is there something you can use to, or say to encourage us, rather than waiting till January first? What can we do now to? Uh, get back into our Bible reading to do it. Do I need to go back and catch up from February or what should I do?
0: We always talk about not catching up. That's a big thing here at Westside. And so as the Bible reading moves and we complete whatever book of the Bible that we just read, so we're just out of Proverbs. So like in a Wednesday night Bible talk, or maybe I'll make reference to this in in, in a sermon. If you haven't been ra- reading and you're behind, just let it go. Just Just let it go. Please don't sing the song, but just let it go and pick up where we are now. Every book of the Bible becomes a fresh opportunity to begin. So now we're reading in Psalms. Come on with us. Let's let's read now. I think a huge hindrance to Bible study, probably should have listed to that in my list, is this idea that once I've read the 432 chapters I've skipped, then I can do today's daily Bible reading. No, just do today's daily Bible reading. Just, just pick it up. Part of that is it becomes a habit and a routine in our lives. And that's a very, very good thing. Habits mean that we're not having that argument. Am I going to, am I not going to? So for example, we all brushed our teeth this morning and we didn't even think about it. We didn't have to have that argument with ourselves. And if for some reason I didn't get my teeth brushed today, which would be really disgusting, then I don't feel like I need to read. I don't feel like I need to brush my teeth twice as much tomorrow. So yeah. let's let's just do today and and that's that's what we're going to be about. So if somebody hasn't done daily Bible reading at all this year maybe they're hopelessly behind just just let it go and decide look at what you've got and and where you are maybe this is a great time to start a gospel. We're going to read about Jesus we're in a season, where we're going to hear a lot about Jesus. And we want to be able to talk to people about Jesus. And we want to be able to talk to people about more than baby Jesus. So maybe this is a great time to decide, I'm going to read a chapter a day, starting in Matthew, and just work through some of the things about, about Jesus's life. But get started. And it, if it slips, then what you do is you ask the Lord for forgiveness. I didn't, I didn't get my life together like I should. I wasn't I didn't prioritize my relationship with you, Lord, like I should. I didn't spend time with you. And I'm I'm repenting of that. I'm going to do better tomorrow. And then get up the next day and, and get your Bible out and, and let's read the Bible.
1: Once again, all that sounds very helpful and very good for us. We thank you for that. Now, our, our final main question for our time together today. This podcast is kind of was birthed out of the idea of Emerson talking together of we We hear sometimes this phrase of deeper Bible study and I think somehow daily Bible reading is going to relate to you know some preacher gets up or I, I read some you know online article that talked about how you can get deeper into your study of the word and trying to understand really what that means and hopefully we've we've tried to to grown some of that in in the production of this podcast, but we want to get just some of your thoughts if you were approached by somebody and they asked you, mark, you were Preaching, And you said something about deeper Bible. What does that mean, deeper Bible study?
0: Well, I have to confess that when I saw this question on the material that you sent to prepare me for the podcast, my initial thought was, I hope we don't get to this question because I'm <laughs> not a big fan <laughs> of that phrasing. But I'm not trying sure okay. to say that when sure. this podcast is about deeper Bible study. I'm, I'm afraid that people use that term to mean some kind of time where they can do a lot of digging and consult various Bible helps like maybe atlases or concordances or commentaries to enhance our understanding of the word. And there is certainly a place for that. And, and mm-hmm. I, in fact, I do a lot of that myself. However, sometimes I think that becomes very academic and it becomes very esoteric. And maybe even in some ways, people feel like you have to have linguistic and, and original language skills to do that. And and that if if I could do that, then I, I would get this entirely different message from the Bible. I would really understand it in this in this better, deeper kind of fashion. And, and it almost becomes, in some ways, it, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Gnosticism that we see John talk about in, in his epistles. I'm just better than you because, look, I've done this deeper Bible study. I think we need to be just really careful about that. And I'm certainly not trying to discourage anybody from studying the Bible. We should study the Bible. I'm all for studying the Bible. But especially when we talk about that in the context of daily Bible reading, I think sometimes maybe that concept is a barrier or a hindrance to people because it conjures up this image of somebody who just has endless amounts of time and this huge stack of books, and they just are immersing themselves in the minutiae of scripture. And what people think about is, I I don't know how to do that. I I don't have all those books, and I don't have that time. So apparently, reading the Bible is not something for me. In fact, I don't even use the term Bible study a whole lot when I talk about Bible reading, because daily Bible reading is really not the same as as what you would do to prepare to teach a class, for example. There would be a place there for deeper deeper Bible study. Mm -hmm. Most people, though, I'm just trying to get them to spend 15 minutes, 10 minutes reading and five minutes connecting in the Word of God. And you don't need a class on how to read the Bible to do that. What you need is to plant yourself in a chair in front of your Bible turn your notifications off, stop looking at social media and decide I'm going to build my relationship with God. That's what people need. And I think about what Mark says in Mark 12, that the common people heard Jesus gladly. And what right. I want to do is help people see that common people can read their Bible and get a ton of, out of reading their Bible and build a relationship with God. And you don't have to know Greek or Aramaic or Klingon in order to do that. And if we just get our Bibles open and say, Lord, I want to know you, God, I want to, I want to trust and love you. And I'm going to read my Bible today so that I can, I can do that better you just be amazed at what daily Bible reading can provide, and of course, maybe I should add this at the end, if you read your Bible like that, then when you do deeper Bible study, instead of that becoming some esoteric pursuit of mindless minutia that nobody cares about, that deeper bible study will just help you flesh out and and bring more ideas to the surface about who God is and how great he is and how much we should trust him and care about him and so i guess what i would say deeper bible study is is about is 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 just doing more better just doing just doing that more better so that we can connect with God the purpose for reading the bible is to know God and and that needs to be That needs to be the purpose for when I'm reading it to prepare to preach or when I'm reading it to prepare to sit down with my religious neighbor who does not know God, even though he thinks he does, or that needs to be the purpose when I sit down and read the Bible this afternoon with a cup of coffee in my hand.
1: Well, we missed the very end of our recording of the conversation with Mark. We've got all of the main content, but we missed our saying goodbye to him there on the actual recording interview with him. So we just want to say thank you once again for Mark, for your time, for your thoughts, and helping us with daily Bible reading. Emerson, what was your one thing you found helpful from our conversation with Mark? It's probably what Mark talked about at the beginning,
2: about how we tend to look at daily Bible reading as a checklist, and instead of thinking of that way, thinking about it as time with God. That was really helpful for me because I'm a checklist person. I feel like I have to have the checklist there. And I tend to, because of that, cut God out of my daily Bible reading. And so, you know, it really helped me think about it, not in terms of I've got to do this action, but I want to spend time with God. So that
1: was most helpful for me. What about for you? I really like that idea of the baseball card theology and avoiding that. I think we've both talked about that in our Bible study, and as we're relating that to daily Bible reading, understanding what it means to know God, having that as our motivation, is not the same as just knowing facts about him, but having that relationship with him. I love that idea of just that illustration, the baseball card theology, and wanting to avoid that to develop the real relationship of that trust and love with God as I know him. So our challenge for you this week is to identify. And most importantly, apply one thing from what Mark has said today, something that you can use in your daily Bible reading, whether that's the idea of pathing and meditation, whether that's letting go of chapters you've fallen behind on and feeling like you have to catch up, but just jumping right back in and doing it, whether it's just reevaluating our motivations for Bible reading and spending time with the Lord. Find that thing that has been helpful from what Mark has said today and make sure, most importantly, that we apply that to our daily Bible reading.
2: Mark is a prolific writer and speaker, and I love his direct style that we saw some of that today. You'll get a lot out of following his work. If you want to hear more from Mark, here are some helpful resources you can check out. He recently came out with a new book just this year entitled Romans for Everyone. You can check it out on Amazon. It's available in Kindle or paperback format. We also mentioned the West Side Church that he preaches for. You can look them up at justchristians.com. Mark also edits a Online monthly digital magazine called Pressing On Magazine.
1: We'll note some of those in the show notes if you want to check them out. Thank you for tuning in to Working with the Word today. If there is a question, a topic, or a book of the Bible you would like for us to consider in future episodes of Working with the Word, you can find and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Working With the Word, on Instagram at Working With the or send us an email to Working With the Word Podcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, working with the word podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity.